Welcome to Spill the Tea, a bi-weekly download of life, liberty, and the latest in culture and news with your hosts, Dr. Robert McClure and Sal Nuzzo. Welcome to another episode of Spill the Tea. I am Sal Nuzzo, Vice President of Policy with JMI. With me is our CEO, uh, Bob McClure. Bob, uh, if uh, you weren't paying attention, you uh, may have missed that Facebook had a global outage for about 10 hours. I am convinced that it was orchestrated by one coach, Urban Meyer, of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Given the last 72 hours he's had, I would probably agree with you, no doubt. Both on the field and off. Both on the field and off. I want to give a quick shout out to all of those who have downloaded the the first episode. We're now on the second episode. I want to thank everybody for those downloads and uh, really excited about the new format with Spill the Tea and kind of where we're heading. So, so let's talk vaccines. Vaccines. YouTube's is now censoring anti-vaccination content. What do you think of that, Sal? I think it goes to a larger point about what we think of platforms like YouTube, like Facebook, like Twitter. Do they constitute the public square or do they constitute a private enterprise? And that's something that is continuing to get debated, not only at the federal level, but in state legislatures across the country. Right. And we won't solve it here in uh, in this podcast, but it is an important issue. And I will say this, uh, shout out to our Center for Tech and Innovation, which is focused on these kinds of issues for our listeners. If you want to learn more, you can go to jamesmadison.org because uh, the James Madison Institute has one of the very few centers for tech and innovation at the state level in the country. Uh, And on the subject of vaccinations and our favorite state of California, the People's Republic of California, uh, the state has mandated that students in government-run public schools must be vaccinated, and yet, because the union controls uh, the state and the governor, uh, teachers are not required to be vaccinated. Seems like a bit of a hypocrisy. There's so much here. I mean, the, the, the content is so rich. I mean, if you're going to mandate vaccines for students across the board, what's next? Do you then mandate that people can't smoke? Do you mandate that people, you know, well, they do mandate that you must wear seatbelts. Where does the mandate, where does mandate nation stop in terms of what uh, Americans are, will be required to do and not do? It's, it's a, it's a frightening future. And I have to believe this is going to end up in the courts, uh, federal courts, what what they're trying to do in California. Yeah, and this is one where, um, you know, I, we have now jumped into the dynamic of we are examining policy as it relates to our kids. I have two daughters, one's 13, one's 12. And so with the 13-year-old, the conversation now has shifted to do we, in fact, go the route of, you know, it, having her vaccinated? And by vaccination, we're not even talking about a traditional vaccine like polio, like chickenpox. We're talking more about something that's kind of similar to a therapeutic. It is something that minimizes symptoms if you happen to get a breakout case. And yet we do not have any data on longitudinal effects 
for this specific um, injection on children at a specific age. So it's a it's a conversation that parents are having across the country, and yet the 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 government of California is now saying, "Oh, you want to take your kids into the government-run schools? You're going to public school. Right. You don't have a choice. Then you have to do it." You know, the this speaks to the lesson that if the state or federal government mandates or subsidizes something, there's a problem. And the reality is that if you have to mandate or you have to subsidize, there is an issue, and that's why the market and market forces must be allowed. And in this case, in California, school choice is an incredibly uh, important opportunity, the whole notion of pods and all those kinds of things. You watch. More and more people are going to do two things in the state of California. They're going to leave the state and move somewhere else. We've seen that with national figures moving to Florida back during the worst of the COVID days, primarily simply because our schools were open. Or two, you're going to see an explosion of school choice in California. Yeah, and that's the uh, kind of the idea that if you allow funding to follow a child or follow the parent, they have the opportunity to select the school that best fits their needs. And if that school is one that is mandating vaccinations versus one that is not, it is then put into the parent's hands uh, as far as uh, the decision goes. And let's not forget what you said at the very beginning of this conversation about California. Teachers' unions are exempt. And that's an incredibly hypocritical aspect of this mandate. Moving on to sports. Moving on to sports. A couple of big notes. Uh, Florida State finally gets a win at the end of regulation. A uh, 30-some yard field goal to finally give uh, Coach Norvell and the Florida State Seminoles win number one. Uh, The big question now is, do we get a win number two? And, And to answer that, I have no earthly idea. Yeah, it's been kind of a rough week for the rest of the state. Miami, Central Florida, uh, U.S. All uh, uh, having real problems on the field. We'll see how things go uh, moving forward for all of them. And I mean, let's not gloss over UF's loss to Kentucky, first time since 1986. That's right. Uh, in Lexington. In so, Lexington, yeah. Yep. And, and the coach of Kentucky, I think, is still uh, uh, Mark, Stoops. Mark Stoops, who used to be uh, the defensive coordinator back in the Jimbo Fisher days here. Uh, we also had uh, ba- uh, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, their kicker, uh, Justin Tucker, I believe his name is, kicked a 66-yard field goal, Mm -hmm. which if you do not see what 66 yards looks like, I don't want to drive 66 yards, let alone kick a a field goal that long, and uh, broke, I believe it was uh, a tied wrecker. I cannot remember uh, the guy from back in the day. I think it was a Saints kicker. Tom Dempsey. Who had a half a foot, I think. And half an arm. Uh, Really? Yes. And also, I think Sebastian Janikowski with the Raiders had tied it a number of years back. uh, And that was 63 yards. uh, But three yards longer than that, it's just kind of phenomenal. And Dempsey was one of those straight-on, old-school, early 70s, late 60s kickers. I mean, he just kicked it straight-on, like, with with his toe. I mean, wow. it wasn't, there was no soccer involved, you know, no sort of soccer kicking. So fascinating. The Bucks seem to be the only football program in the entire state, college or professional, that seems to be doing well. And, you know, Tom Brady is uh, Benjamin the goat. Button. Yep, yeah. We got the GOAT. It, it's, uh, it, 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 I, I, it, the man seems to be like the bionic man. He yes. just, I can't fathom 
he is, I think, a year or two younger than me, and I, someone at that age having that kind of physical ability and stamina is just remarkable. Right. Let's shift over to uh, some politics at the federal level uh, and kind of the intersection of politics and culture. A lot being made recently about a video that's gone viral. A senator from Arizona, Kristen Cinema, who's a Democrat, but notably has not been supportive of the three and a half trillion dollar uh, budget proposal that's been moving forward on the Democrat side. A group of uh, individuals stalk her as she's at a university giving a lecture, I believe, mm -hmm. then chase her into a bathroom as she goes in and videotapes them harassing her. And all of this happens, and very few on the left come to her defense. Right. Not only that, uh, the same thing was happening at Joe Manchin's uh, houseboat where he, he was uh, at that time. The same thing. People are protesting um, him where he is. Obviously, Senator from West Virginia, another kind of quote-unquote moderate Democrat. What we're seeing is the spillover from a year ago. This this protest movement. Um, we saw the the protests in New York City about vaccination cards. But the reality is is that the hypocrisy on the part of the left. Can you imagine had that been um, AOC, for example, uh, being um, harassed? or protested by a group of conservatives in in you know following her into the women's room it is um it's it's not appropriate and there are other ways to uh, bring heat to focus on these kinds of issues. Yeah, it seems like it's the flip side of the ability of technology to kind of capture humanity and culture in real time. And there are so many values and benefits of it. But when it's used for, and, and, and I, I don't mind saying that, when it's used for evil, which to me, stalking a politician over policy differences and chasing her into a women's restroom and videotaping your, your harassment of her is nothing short of that. That to me is kind of that flip side where, you know, it, it, I just wonder where the line goes at which point everybody collectively takes a deep breath and says enough. Right. Well, the president, the current president certainly has not said that this is enough because his response was, well, this is just part of the process. Part of the process what kind of process? Intimidation? Uh, what, you know, those kinds of things. And so, you know, this is not part of the process. And yet, where does it end? Yeah, and that that's something that I think we will continue to have dialogue on as these kinds of incidents become more common. Shift to our final topic of uh, this episode, the subject of taxes. Our legislature is about to come back into session. I was uh, uh, going through some of the proposals that have been filed and noticed uh, Senator Lauren Book, a Democrat from down in the South Florida area and the Democrat uh, minority leader in the Senate, had filed a, a bill to eliminate the sales tax on diapers. And that was something that I was actually surprised we did have a sales tax on. So 
Kudos to Senator Book for uh, filing a, a very practical piece of legislation, but it got me to thinking and got our folks to thinking what other kinds of weird uh, items or weird quirks in Florida sales tax code exist. That's the real problem is the uh, once you impose a tax, it only becomes more and more complicated. And it's simply uh, you know rent-seeking by lobbyists for certain situations. So another example in Florida that is outrageous is a baker selling baked goods at a market uh, with no seating facility. So you walk up to a food truck. They do not, they're not required to collect sales tax on bakery items. And yet, if you go to a Starbucks, because they have seating facilities, they're required to to charge a sales tax. And it could be the exact same item. It could be the, the muffin that right. you would buy at the food truck if that muffin is being sold at a, at a Starbucks or at a, any other facility that has a seat in it for you. You have to get charged a sales tax. Let me give you another absurd sure. example. In Florida, you can go to a store and buy all the items to make your favorite sandwich. Okay? Uh, and the items are not taxed. But if you go to the counter to get a sub and you have the exact same items to prepare your favorite sandwich for you, that's taxed. It's taxed. Plain popcorn is not taxed. Caramel popcorn is taxed. Suntan gel is taxed. Calamine lotion is not taxed. These are all quirks and weird anomalies in Florida's sales tax code that I think, um, and we will give all of the credit to Senator Book for shining the light on some of these uh, kind of weird anomalies and ones that we would hope if uh, some of our friends in the legislature are listening, they may want to take up. And it shows that taxation, why the James Madison Institute believes that taxation, taxes should be low, they should be simple, and they should be stable. They should not be subject to the whims of a lobbyist slipping in this or that for some absurd tax. So we'll conclude this episode with something that I think has been on the hearts of all of our staff here at JMI, wanting to uh, wish not only uh, First Lady Casey DeSantis, but all of the DeSantis family Family, our best. We know that uh, she is uh, a fighter. We know that... uh, she has a you know spectacular support system behind her. She's an incredibly strong woman. She's going to get through this with the support of her family and with the prayers of a lot of folks. And you know she has done so much for the state of Florida, but now it's become real and personal to her. So now it's time for the state of Florida to support her. Incredible lady. And I think that that's something that's been um, kind of expressed from every point right. on the political and philosophical spectrum not only across the state but across the country so I agree. Uh, from all of us at uh, jmi we just want to say kick its ass casey well thank you all for uh, joining us for this episode of spill the tea we look forward to uh, coming at you again in two weeks thank you for joining us Thank you for listening to Spill the Tea. For more content from the James Madison Institute, follow us on social media or check out our website at jamesmadison.org.